welcome to a special episode of Heavy Pages, A Divorce Journal. This is Josie, your host, and I decided to try something a little different. I'm going to incorporate a Saturday matinee episode once a month or maybe twice a month. I haven't decided yet, but this is the first one of those. And the goal of these episodes will be to review, rate, give my opinion on a movie or TV show that has to do with separation, divorce, and the life after separation and divorce, those kinds of things. Movies or shows that I watched during that time that spoke to me, uh, that I have an opinion about, and of course, I cannot start this without reviewing or giving my thoughts on the movie that I have watched hundreds of times that has gotten me through almost every different phase of this divorce journey, and that is Under the Tuscan Sun. Have you watched this movie? If you have not watched this movie, I strongly recommend that you check it out. And if you haven't watched it, I warn you now that there will be a lot of spoilers because I'm just going to go through the whole movie and my opinions and thoughts on different things that go down. So if you haven't seen it, maybe go see it and then listen to this podcast so that you can, you know, see if you agree with my interpretation of things that happened or that I saw. And I'm going to review it in relation to my life during this time. So when the movie originally came out and I watched it at the theater, I was blissfully unaware of what the future held for me. Five months later, I was basically living this woman's life. Not exactly because... She definitely uh, had a lot more to work with than I did. So basically, she's a happily married woman, or so it seems. And then some jerk with a grudge against her lets her know that her husband is basically cheating on her. And then uh, we quickly move to her sitting in an attorney's office where she looks about as miserable as I have looked during this process, just tear-streaked face and sad, so, so sad. And the attorney's trying to tell her, don't worry, you know, life goes on, you'll be over this, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff that people say, because they probably don't know what else to say to you. And then, unfortunately, she has the situation where her ex, you know, tries to take you know, things that used to be hers financially, her house, stuff like that. And and then she finds out that the ex has a baby or there's a baby on the way. So she's pretty devastated about that too. But it doesn't really focus on him so much. Actually, I don't think they show him at all in the entire movie except for like one snapshot of a picture that she comes across, you know, later on but they don't really show him. So it's not really about him. So when I first watched this in the movie theater, I remember going with a few friends, I think my sister and a couple friends, and we watched it. It was a cute movie. I enjoyed it. I had nothing negative to say about it. It was, you know, a girly movie, but that was it. 
But then five months later, my life turns to crap. I'm getting separated and divorced. I'm the dumper. No, I'm the dumpy, not the dumper. So um, I can absolutely relate to this woman and, and her pain. And so I watched the movie again while I'm going through this process. I actually bought the DVD. So that'll tell you. <laughs> not the VHS. I bought the DVD. And I just watched it and watched it and watched it and cried with her and watched it and suffered with her and watched it and watched through every different phase of the healing process, I would watch this movie. And I could relate to her each time in a different part of her story. I could feel her pain. I could feel her pain from previous phases, but I could be with her on the next phase. It was, it was such a interesting journey to go through with this movie, right? But so let's, let's get to the first of it. I mean, well, she's married. She thinks she's happily married. And then she discovers that her husband is cheating on her. And that I cannot relate to because I can say that my husband did not cheat on me. So that was one thing that luckily I did not have to struggle with. And I say he didn't cheat on me, but you guys know the backstory on, you know, his playing around and looking for stuff on the computer, but an actual woman that he met and went out and had sex with her and that kind of thing, he did not. So it's not the same as in this movie because he did actually cheat on her and then he ends up going with the other woman and she has to sell her house or he buys her out of her house and she has to go and move on her own, which is similar to my situation. Of course, she does not have any kids, so it makes life a little easier for her than for me. But then she goes on an adventure to a whole other country. That's where she ends up in Tuscany and decides, you know what, I'm not going back. I'm going to stay here and try to make a life here. And she does. So she buys a house and she focuses on repairing it. But while she's doing that, of course, she's going through all of the pain of being a divorced person and dealing with what that feels like, you know, internally and, and emotionally. And one of the parts that, that really stuck to me, one of the parts that really stuck to me was when she, I guess it's when there's a snake that shows up in her house and she calls the realtor guy to come help her get the snake. And while he's looking for it, um, she tells him that what's surprising is that going through a divorce doesn't kill you because like it, it should kill you. Like it's such a crazy pain to be told by someone that you have loved for years that they just don't love you anymore. And the pain of that, even like she also says, you'd think you'd know. I mean, she should have known. There were signs. There's always some sort of sign. There really is. But we're not looking for that. Many of us are not looking for that. Or we see it, but we're like, yeah, life sucks. That's just what it is. But you don't take it to the level of you're going to be divorced. You're going to break up or they're going to break up with you or you should break up. And so she's like, the fact that it doesn't kill you. And it, it, oh my God, when she would say that, I would just, I'd start bawling because yes, that pain is up until that point in my life, I had not experienced the death of anybody close to me. Thank you, God. Um, you know, 
people have died around me, but like, you know, grandparents of old age, which makes sense. And, but nothing like no shock, unexpected death. I had nothing, no pain like that to reference. And the death of my relationship, the death of my marriage was so painful. It was a pain that I just didn't know what to do with. It was such emotion that I had no idea what to do with. So I totally understood what she was saying about that pain. It doesn't kill you. And then you have to figure out how to live through it. And it's not easy. It's not easy. So that was every time I watch it, even now, I'm like, yes, girl, I know. God, I know exactly what you're saying. I get it. I get it. So then, okay, she's living. She's living on her own. She doesn't have any friends. That's not really something that I can relate to so much because obviously she moved to a whole nother place where there was nobody that she knew. But so she had to make friends and she was able to do so. But I luckily did have a very good support system of my friends. So that is not really the same thing. But they didn't make a big deal of her feeling like lonely friend wise. What they did show was that she was, you know, mopey. She was just living, doing her thing, but not really trying to live, just going through the, going through the motions, doing, rebuilding her house, but not really having that joy of life. And she, uh, one of the people that she encounters, a very sexually free and no holds barred, willing to do anything woman that is just like, dude, you know, get a life, stop being so miserable. And so, she gets all offended by that and is like, fine, okay, I will. And that's when she goes off on a journey and finds and meets a super handsome Italian. And she, you know, has a fling and it makes her feel so much better because she's like, hey, look, doesn't mean that she's going to marry the guy, but she was able to prove to herself. And sometimes you need that boost, right? That, hey, I still got it. Somebody finds me attractive. Somebody you know, gave me some love and affection and, and, you know, some physical touch. And so that gave her a boost. So I watched that part and I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, sure. That's, I can see how that would make her feel better. I may have had my own flings. I don't think that I felt as uh, excited or validated as she did at, but, you know, I can see why she would. Right. So... Then we go on to, you know, okay, that's what it was. It didn't give her the relation. It wasn't a relationship. It was just a fling, but it gave her a little boost, but she wasn't like focusing on, okay, now this is my new boyfriend and, you know, uh, my life is going to revolve around him. They didn't live near each other, so it was hard for them to reconnect. And she was moving on with her life and filling it with things that she liked to do. Like she was a writer and she liked to cook. And so she had workers that were at her house fixing it up. So she made herself valuable, right? She found people that she could do something for that were like her mini family. And so she would cook for them and she would uh, um, take care of them. And it gave her, it made her feel good. It made her, gave her value or made her feel it gave her something to feel proud of herself for taking care of these uh, men that were her workers and she, you know, cooked for them and, and they appreciated it. And, and they all became a little community, which was 
you know, really great. That was really nice. And then when she goes to catch up with the guy again, when she goes to reconnect with her Italian, because she's like, you know what? I haven't seen her in a while. We haven't been able to connect. Let me go back there. And when she goes and realizes he's already seeing somebody else and she's heartbroken and disgusted and mad and, and not with him so much. And he tells her really honestly and nicely that he's sorry that what they had was a beautiful thing and they just couldn't reconnect. And, you know, he's not, um, he's sorry. It it just didn't work out, but that he doesn't regret anything and he hopes that she doesn't either. But of course for her, it was just another rejection. I don't think she thought she was going to marry this guy, but just going over there and being excited about seeing him again and seeing that he's with somebody else. It wasn't about him so much as about all of that feeling that she already had. That's my opinion. That's how I visualize it, right? It wasn't so much the guy. It's not like she thought, this is my future. I'm marrying this guy. But it's like, crap, another freaking rejection. You know, how is this going to be my life now? It's like, you know, she wasn't devastated by the guy not being available. She was just the pain again of, I mean, it could be seen as a rejection, just like shit, you know, then she goes home, she's all pissed off. She, you know, she just was like, what else more, more can I do? What more can she do? What else can I do? I'm, I'm trying to move forward. I'm, I'm trying to move on. And it's all just comes back to hurt and pain. And, you know, that's not what I want for my life, hurt and pain. This is not what I want. That's how I saw that scene playing out. And then she sees a young couple struggling and heartbreak for a whole different reason. And, um, she has a, a really beautiful moment where she's like, you know what? I, I failed at marriage. I tried it. I failed at love, but I can say that it doesn't mean that because I failed at love, that love doesn't exist, that love is not out there, that people cannot find love. I refuse to say that there is no hope. There is hope. There is love. It is out there. Will I ever find it again? I don't know. But the the couple that she was defending was like, they they have it. They found it. And you don't know what tomorrow brings, but it's not fair to deny them that opportunity, right? So she had a a moment of clarity. She was like, you know what? I'm devastated. I'm pissed off that, you know, my life just seems to be pain and trouble and, and, and hurt. But then she... She looks at it from another angle and she's like, you know what? No, there's more. And sometimes you go through pain and sometimes pain is part of the process. If you want to have your heart open to love, pain is part of the process. So you just kind of take the hits and keep on going. And then at the end of the movie, when she is satisfied with her life, when she has come to grips with this is my life. I have family, I have friends, I have my house, I have peace, I'm happy. That is when the butterflies show up. No, that's when the ladybugs show up. And a ladybug is a reference in the movie. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, go check it out. But I really feel that I can relate to that in my life also because when I stopped looking... When I said, I'm happy with my life, 
I'm moving way, way, way ahead in my own life story where I'm sharing right now. But for me, there was a moment in my life when I was at um, Disney with my dad and my two aunts, all of them over 60 years old, maybe 65, I'd have to do the math. And I'm here, a 30, I don't know, what was I? 35-year-old, 36-year-old woman. Uh, I'm, I'm, at the, I'm at the theme parks with a whole bunch of older people. And I'm having a great time. And I'm like, you know what? I remember having the conscious thought at that moment. I'm okay if this is the rest of my life. I'm okay if I'm out hanging out with my dad and my aunts that were all single, you know, um, if this is my future, they're happy. N none of them ever married again after their divorces. My dad never officially divorced my mom, but neither of them ever had another relationship. And they were happy. We're all hanging out. And I'm like, if this is my future, I'm okay with this. This is perfectly fine for me. And you will not believe that that exact day, that exact day when I was having a wonderful, peaceful time, recognizing this is my life, that is when in walks in via a Facebook message, my future. So it's crazy, but it's true that once you actually come to, to terms or not terms, but to, because terms sounds more like, you know, you have to accept them something. But it wasn't really an acceptance. It was a peace. When you are at peace with who you are and where you are in your life, then you open yourself up. The universe opens up to you. I really believe that. It's Then there is this energy that you are, per, uh, ex, that you, there's an energy that you're exuding that tells the universe, you know what? This person is ready. And this person is ready in a healthy way. So if the person that comes into your life isn't the right one, you're ready to recognize that and to be like, okay, no, we're not going to move forward. But if the person that comes into your life is the right one, you're also ready to healthy, health, that's not a word. You're ready in a healthy fashion to move this relationship forward. You're coming from a place of clarity, of self-worth, of self-esteem, of power of yourself, power over yourself, because you know, I'm okay alone. I want somebody because it's nice to have somebody. I don't want somebody because I need to have somebody, because having somebody validates me. No, I want to share all of this awesome meanness with somebody else, not I need somebody to make me awesome. So when I watched that movie, the many, many times before I had gotten to loving myself and having that peace with myself, I was just like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, it's a movie, happy ending. She finally finds somebody, blah, blah, blah. But I lived that process. I lived those highs. I lived those lows. I, I, I felt, I felt her pain. I felt her sadness. I felt her blahness. I felt her, her anger. I felt her rejection. I felt all of that. And then at the end, I felt her peace. I'm like, yes, here she is. She's happy. She's got every, everything is great in her life. Is there a man in it? 
No, but her life is great because she's happy, because she's at peace. And then in walks this handsome guy, finds a little ladybug on her, and then, you know, they don't really show, obviously, but they don't really go into detail about their relationship, but they show that they actually end up having a relationship at the end. And she's not just with him. She's with all of the wonderful friends and family that she connected with during her journey. So it's a beautiful movie. It really is a movie that shows, it's a movie that shows, I think it's so real about the divorce journey. It's a two- two hour, two and something hour movie. So yes, of course it moves pretty fast, but it touches on such a range of emotion, the shock, the disbelief, the pain, the loneliness, the anger, and then the, the peace, and then the payoff at the end. And the payoff at the end is that she finds somebody and is in a relationship and is happy but you know what? That does not have to be your payoff. You can be perfectly happy without actually finding someone. And that's, that's really, it is true. I believe that. Uh, yes, I did end up eventually finding someone. But the beauty of it is that before that, you realize that you don't, that you are happy. It was not a happy ending because you found the person. It's the happy ending because you found yourself. And then someone showed up. The finding yourself is where the happy ending is, in my opinion. And so I think it's an awesome movie. I really recommend that everybody watch it. I recommend you watch it often. I recommend that you maybe even, you know, Write to me. I would love to hear what you have to say about the movie. I would like to hear what you feel was authentic to a separation and divorce journey or what was like BS. Obviously, none, not many of us can go and just drop money and buy a beautiful house in Tuscany. Yes, that is true. Would that have been awesome? Sure. But also a lot of us have children and can't just be like, okay, I'm moving to another country. See ya. So obviously that part is... Not very realistic, but of course it makes for a beautiful background for the movie and um, it adds just a richness to the story. But all of that can happen in, you know, middle America or, you know, wherever it is that you happen to live. The journey can still be the same. It's still about self-discovery. It's still about going through all the pains and, and coming out the other side a full, healthy, valued individual. So um, I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on this movie, Under the Tuscan Sun, and I would love to hear what you have to say about it. I'm doing some research to see what other movies I can talk about or TV shows, but this one was just had to be number one because this is... This was my divorce companion movie, so it had to be top billing. But thank you all for listening. You can always reach me at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And um, if you like this episode, please 
I don't think you can give it a thumbs up somewhere. I'm not sure. I know you can give the whole podcast a rating, but uh, if you can on whatever platform you're listening to, then I obviously appreciate all the support. Thanks again, everybody. And I will catch you on the next one. Have a super day and stay positive. Oh,